Hi, and welcome to the Tough Fish Show. I'm your host, Jen Milius, and I'm so glad that you're here and can't wait to introduce to you Hillary Lee. Hillary Lee is a newly published children's book author with her debut book, Oh, the Way I Love You, released in 2020. In addition to writing, Hillary truly enjoys her career in orthopedic surgery as a physician's assistant. She is also the owner of a small business, Baby Books and Mama Looks, which allows buyers to purchase a children's book paired with apparel for mamas and littles. She is married with two young children and feels so blessed to be inspired by her family daily. Let's dive into the pond and meet Hillary. Welcome to the Tough Fish Show. I am so excited to bring to you Hillary Lee. Hillary, thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks so much for having me, Jen. I'm so excited. Oh, absolutely. So I would love for you to start by saying, how did you get into writing? Yeah, so I have loved writing um, from a very young age. Even when I was like seven or eight, I used to make books like picture books I would illustrate them and um, I would glue a bunch of construction paper, pieces of construction paper together to make it a hard cover for my cover um, I even my mom saved a few of those which is really um, sentimental now so from a very young age I've just always loved the art of writing um, and always found just a piece of um, I guess a piece of solace you know anytime in any scenario in your life you can write um, and get your thoughts out. And I, I find it to just be very healing. Oh, I love that. And I love that you made them out of construction paper. That is so sweet. <laughs> I have some that are laminated or like multiple layers of construction paper, just glued together with good old, you know, Elmer's glue. <laughs> that is awesome. I love that. I love that so much. But you just mentioned a word there that ties so nicely with what you do in your your full-time job is you said the word healing. So your so your current job is actually in um, orthopedic surgery, correct? Yes, yes. I'm a physician assistant in orthopedic surgery. So uh, a few days a week I'm in the clinic caring for patients and then a few days a week I'm in the operating room. Wow, and I love how the word healing comes through in all aspects then. So it, it just shows up as just like kind of a core part of a value, really a core value that you have. Absolutely. I've, you know, it's one of those things too, even thinking back to childhood, when you think about your childhood dreams, um, I always told my mom, I want to be a doctor and a teacher, you know, those are the two things I wanted to do. And I knew I wanted to write. So um, being a physician assistant allows me full autonomy with my patients, um, and still allows me to have a great work life balance to where I can still pursue things like becoming a children's book author. Oh, I love that so much. I, that's just beautiful. That is so, so cool. So tell me about your first book. Oh, how I love you. I love so, so much that title and just the sentiment. I just think that's precious. Tell me about it. Thank you. Thank you so much. So my first book, Oh, the Way I Love You was written when my son, who is now two and a half, he was just a few months old. Um, and, you know, in those first few months of of infancy, I, you know, his older sister was not even a year and a half whenever he was born. So we had a lot of chaos in our house. And um, as those first few weeks and months can be, they were difficult with my son, Samuel, uh, just he had some reflux things and difficulty sleeping. And um, I just found myself as so many moms do just exhausted and just like clinging by 
the love that I have for my kids, you know, in terms of how do I get through this next day? I'm so tired, all these things. Um, and I'll never forget the moment I lifted him up and I held him to my chest and I just said, oh, the way I love you. And even today it gives me chills because it was just the most organic moment in motherhood. Um, and I wrote the poem that has now become the book that very day uh, and just thought I kind of sat on it for a while and uh, finally decided I wanted to go ahead and pursue publishing. I love that. You actually made my eyes water for that. That was so sweet just because because how you said that, you could just feel the love. You could just feel the beauty and the authenticity there. And the fact that it started as a poem, mm -hmm. what was it like to take the poem and turn it into a picture book? Because that's, that's a different shift. Like yeah. you, my children's book started as poems and then they shifted as well. So I'd love to hear you talk a little bit about the shift that happens there. Yeah, so... I, I, like I said, I, I kind of waited months and months and decided, you know, is it really on my heart to go ahead and pursue publishing? I always knew I wanted to. I did a lot of research in ways I could go ahead and pursue it. And I decided self-publishing would be the best route for me just so that I could be in charge of kind of, the view, you know, how it looked and the illustrations. Um, because this is such a close book and poem towards my family and my kids, um, I wanted the illustrations to actually represent my own family. So even down to the dog that's in the book, uh, that's our family. And so, um, you know, I, I took each part of the poem and kind of thought, you know, what's this image that matches that and just kind of laid everything out uh, throughout that whole illustration process. And I'm really excited with our final product and my kids love to see our family and they point and they say who's who in there. So it's really fun. I think that is beautiful. I think that is absolutely beautiful, but I, I really have to ask you. So full-time mama, yeah, full-time PA, yes. <laughs> children's book author. So therefore there's also an element of running a business happening because when yeah. you're an author, you are running a business. So business owner, yeah. Hillary, <laughs> how do you manage all of that? a lot it's definitely a lot I think um you know I, I try to of course take some time for myself when that's possible to to calm down and, and enjoy just some quiet but ultimately it's just I think what motivates me is is my kids and my family and um I am the type of person kind of um endlessly optimistic just in my lifestyle and so I love to see patients in my everyday life uh get better, you know, in orthopedic surgery, we have such a joy to see our patients improve through what we're doing. And then in this, it's like, I have this, this project that I'm working on that's so dear to my heart. So uh, the motivation was honestly kind of always just inherent it just ingrained. Um, and then on top of this, I also uh, kind of spearheaded a little a side business as well uh, with the book. Talk to me about that. That sounds fun. So it is kind of fun and it's another, um, it's another way for me to use a creative outlet. Um, it's something I kind of do again in spare time, but um, it's called, my business is called Baby Books and Mama Looks. And I came about the idea just in starting to promote, oh, the way I love you. I noticed that, you know, people really liked the idea of a mama t-shirt to go along with, oh, the way I love you, or maybe a mama t-shirt and a baby onesie or something of that sort. So that's kind of the premise of baby books and mama looks. Um, it's an Etsy shop. 
uh, where people can order my book and couple it with uh, some apparel either for mama or for babies or however they would like to do. Um, and then each book, of course, comes with a personalized inscription to, to the buyer. I love that. Now, I have a question for you on that, because when you are looking at clothing in particular, you deal with multiple sizes and that kind of, uh, so mama has sizes, baby has sizes, and potentially there's some color options, maybe, maybe not, but at least the sizing going on. How do you manage that? How do you manage the inventory element of that? That's a great question. So here in my home office, where we are now, I have a dresser. <laughs> so to stay organized, we put a dresser up here uh, and I just have it organized into onesies, you know, kids clothes. I almost said pediatric, but that's clearly medical part coming in. So uh, baby onesies, kids clothes, and then all the way up, you know, small through extra large for adults. Um, I do mostly black and white options in terms of the base, but I do have some other color options as well. And then the colors that I put on to the uh, apparel can, can change as well. So the sky's kind of the limit, you know, when we're talking about designs and I have the option for um, customers to, to reach out to me if they'd like a specific uh, design personalized to them as well. So how do you handle sizing elements? Because when you're running something with clothes in that matter, it, I mean, with books, it's pretty cut and dry. It's yeah. a hardback or a paperback kind of a thing. But with clothes, you're dealing with multiple sizes. You're going to deal with you know, maybe, you know, six months old or extra small or something like that. But so how did you project to know what sizes that you need so that you at least carry a good amount of inventory where you need it and not so much where you don't need it? Absolutely. It's, I, it's a learning game, honestly, and, and I'm new to the entire scenario of owning my own business. But um, what I've done so far is to keep a small inventory of each size so that I've got a good running inventory. And then all of my orders that I get through Etsy are done made to order. So if I get low on sizes, then I have the opportunity to order in a new size before my next order. Cool. Very, very cool. So what I love that you paired the book with clothes. I think that that's so sweet and so creative. I just, I think that's precious. What kind of feedback have you gotten from doing so? So much. I've, I've really gotten a lot of good feedback. It's been a really fun um, process to put them all together. Um, and something that's been really exciting for me too is, you know, in starting to market my book and be more active on social media, I've actually met some author friends who I have welcomed into my baby books and mama looks business. So I now have four, almost five available books, uh, you know, planning for the fifth one very, very soon uh, that are also available on my website. And those, all of those books also couple with their own apparel as well. So it's really exciting to get to expand it and also promote some of my wonderful author friends who have their self-published books as well. I love that. I think that is so, so sweet. So let's talk a little bit more about your book. So if I remember correctly, I think you told me that there might be a new book coming out. Yes. So <laughs> yeah, I'm super excited about it. It's going to be wonderful. Um, my next book, I don't have a real timeline just yet because I do really want to enjoy each stage of this process. 
With this next one, I've actually partnered uh, with a local artist who will be my illustrator. Her name's Taylor Walker. She's incredible. She's wonderfully talented and um, such a creative soul that I'm excited to work with. So we're gonna work through each stage together. Um, it's written, it's in the editing process right now, um, but it, it kind of, I, I would think if you're thinking of some classic books to compare my book to, I would compare it to um, The Kissing Hand and Love You Forever. I think it's very similar to both of those in the genre. Um, and it's a rhyming book as well. So talk to me about how you were able to create the rhyme. Was it something, because, you know, not just a poem, but a rhyming poem. So I'm assuming that you also have elements of iambic pentameter. There's a beat there too. How did you, how did you make sure that you had the beat? So anytime I'm working with a rhyming story, uh, oh, the way I love you the same way, the new one is called The Kiss That Sticks Forever. So it's, it's similar in the, in the type of rhyming rhythm that I'm going for, but I will just kind of read it out loud you know, and almost like snap my beat, you know, snap myself um, so that I'm really getting that good rhythm because I know when I'm reading a rhyming story, if the cadence is off just a little bit, it's not as enjoyable of a read to me. So that part has been very important for me to really nail um, in both of my books. I really want to get that rhythm down. I love that. So like you, I have children's books that have a rhyming there have the iambic pentameter going on and I basically kind of set my own little metronome by you know, rocking you know, snapping or tapping or something and then like get the beat that I think it should be and then start reading out loud and between the two of them you really hear the book and you hear where something's not working and where you hear where something is working so reading out loud is such a powerful way to even just edit your book because or because you're hearing dialogue or you're hearing something and you're like that doesn't feel right <laughs> and it doesn't sound right even so how do I go fix it so it's an easy way to edit as well I agree I also have some family and friends read it out loud to me <laughs> so that I can then hear how another person is interpreting it because um, that's always important important aspect of it too maybe they are reading it in a different rhythm than I am so um, love that that's a great idea I think that's so fantastic to I think that's such a fantastic suggestion to have, not just for you, but for somebody else that you can hear it and go, is, is this what I'm intending? How does this feel type yeah, of thing? Absolutely. And very similar to my first book, Oh, the way I love you. So that one was inspired by my son, Samuel. The second book, the kiss that sticks forever uh, was inspired by my daughter, Gwendolyn. Uh, I was wondering that. Yeah. It was, it was just another very, um, raw real moment of parenthood you know as we all have and I find that that's when I gain my biggest inspirations um so we were putting her to bed one night happened to actually be the night of my very first um book signing as an author so I was all just hyped up what a great day it was and um my husband and I both went to give her a kiss good night and so we kissed her on the cheek and said good night like we always do and she grabbed my hand and kissed my palm and closed it and said, mommy, this will stick forever. And I wrote a poem in that night. Yeah. So this is a this is another project that's so near and dear to my heart. I'm really excited to dive into it and really get it edited to a you know a beautiful rhythm um, to do it justice of the story that she inspired me to write. I love that so much. <laughs> 
I love your children so much. I think that they are so precious because, because but I love how you're seeing inspiration in basically an everyday moment, something that you were attentive to and you were present in and that created the inspiration and then it just flowed from there. So, so do you write your stories like handwrite them or do you voice them into your phone or do you, did you immediately like hop on the computer and literally type it out? So I, this is funny. I've never been asked this question, but it's a great one because again, real life, I use my, my notes section in my phone. And that's how I wrote, oh, the way I love you. That's how I wrote the kiss that sticks forever. Uh, I have another one that's probably a few years out. That's how I wrote that one. So it's funny. I have a bunch of notes within there and then I end up eventually putting them onto my computer. <laughs> that's how I handled mine. Yeah. Was, and sometimes it was voiced and sometimes yeah. it was typed. And when I voiced it and realized that the phone did not pick up exactly what I said, it kind of butchered it. I had to go back and edit it correctly on the phone before I sent it to the computer just to make sure I was like, what was yeah. I trying to say to myself? <laughs> <laughs> I've done that too with the voice text because I have an hour commute each way to the hospital. So sometimes, you know, you're driving and you're thinking about things and my driving, my commute is kind of my quiet time where I can sip my coffee and enjoy. And so sometimes you're like, oh, I just got an idea. And so I'll do a voice, a voice kind of thing. Um, and it's very helpful. Yep. That's exactly how that's <laughs> happened to me so many times. Yeah. Exact same reason. Totally. <laughs> the inspiration when it hits. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So what was it like for your first book signing? How did you go about making those arrangements? How did you, you know, Talk, talk to me about that experience, like leading up to it, how you made it happen. What was it like at the event? Talk to me about that. Uh, it was, it was absolutely wonderful to be honest. So it was of course delayed by, you know, about six months due to the COVID pandemic. And I, you know, being in healthcare myself, I was even anxious to host such a thing, but we followed all precautions. Most were vaccinated. So you felt good in that. And it was a mostly outdoor event, but um, it was here at a local, um, bookshop that's also a brewery and so they they have coffee drinks also beer and, and other types of refreshments and um, it's just this really cute atmosphere of a bunch of books they're very uh, local author friendly and so they love to host events and so I just reached out to them uh, I, I went in there one day to actually meet another local author just to kind of talk about some things and then spoke with the um, owner at that time and then we got it all set up uh, I was planning to do a reading at the event but I was so um, blessed and, and just overjoyed that I had a line the entire time of people coming to have their books sign and talk about it so I'll have to have another one so we can do a reading as well I love that that is such a that's such a cool thing that the first, that first event, it's, there's, there's nothing like it because it just, there's excitement. There's a little nervousness. There's the, oh my gosh, I've really done this thing. So I, I love that. What kind of things did you have for your table to help create the feeling of your, your space? So I, I had some flowers um, and all of my books lined up. And then I uh, right next to me was a small coloring table for kids to get to color. So I made just a little coloring sheet, just, oh, the way I love you. And then the, the child could draw a picture about the way they love someone. Um, and that was really sweet because I got to save a few of those. <clears throat> the, the kids gave them to me. So I have a few really cute ones. One, one has like a picture of a rainbow and says, oh, the way I love you is a kind human. So it's just, 
you know, interpret how they love someone to be kind. And I thought that's so great. So yeah, so we had that. Um, and then, you know, the, the brewery restaurant also had some food and things, refreshments available. And then right outside is a really fun playground. So it was kind of a, a full experience for people. It was really fun. Very cool. Very cool. So what other, what elements do you think are important to have for a good book signing? Um, I think, you know, one of the biggest things is just your, your personal touch, whatever you think is really important to you that you want to, you want to portray that day. Um, so for me, I definitely wanted books available if someone did want to grab a copy for someone. So I had books available, I, you know, having the coloring sheet to, to keep kids happy and entertained and also give it that little special touch was really important as well. And then, um, you know, just having, having it in a good, atmosphere that gives the good you know a good vibe and, and it's a it's a comfortable place for everyone as well that was very important for me I so love that I so so love that so now we've talked a little bit about the creation you know of the book and and the new book as well and how sometimes inspiration hits at some different points and such but have you ever had a situation where you just feel like either that little inner critic won't stop and you oh it's like in your way or even to a point that it feels like you've written something it's like yeah are you kidding who's gonna like that or what what are you doing and, and have have you run into that and if you have how'd you overcome it I have absolutely run into that I think so many times in life like we end up being our own worst critic and <laughs> I'm definitely you know guilty of that being my own worst critic and sometimes thinking uh, oh, I can't do this, or no one's going to like this, or, you know, just the general um, fears that any writer and author has, um, and even in motherhood sometimes too, right, we're our own worst critic in that, um, so I think what I, anytime I feel that way, I kind of go back to my inspiration behind why I do all the things I do, and, and so for both of these projects with my books, my inspiration is my kids and my family, and so that brings me back to my kids are going to love it, you know? And so if my kids are going to love this rhyming story that talks about all the many ways I love them, then it's my hope and in, in my true, you know, honor if another family and young children will also love that. And so that brings me back to not everyone's going to love every single story every single time. But if someone really feels that joy and love and connection and snuggling up with my book, then I'm over the moon excited about it. Mm -hmm. I think that is such an important point that you just said. It's not just about those who you are excited to connect with, but that it's okay if your book isn't for everyone. And that doesn't mean that it's not a good book and that you're not a good writer. It doesn't necessarily, it doesn't mean that. It just means that there's a different book for every single person. And, you know, just as sometimes you're, I've heard young people talk about how I, you know, I haven't found a book that I like it. I don't like reading. And sometimes I look at that whenever I hear a young person talk about that, especially when I would had much more book signings before COVID, <laughs> then I'm just like, are you sure? Maybe you just haven't found the right book yet. What kind of thing do you like? And then ultimately that's just the thing is that they haven't found the right book. But when you do, it's yeah. almost like you've just unlocked so much opportunity and potential. It's like you've just walked through the coolest imagination door and then all these other things come out because of it so that I love that you said it's almost kind of like giving that writer that author permission saying 
it's okay if you get feedback that says this isn't for me that's okay because yeah. that means you'll find the right people who it is for absolutely and i think you know in talking about you know if, if when young children say they don't love to read it's just you haven't found that right book that's it that makes me so happy i feel the exact same way um, because sometimes when you do find that one right book it just catapults you into the love of reading and i think for kids it's such an exciting time for, for their imaginations to start, you know, really getting in, in really getting active. And so once they find those books that they love, uh, the, it's, the poss you know, possibilities are endless for them. And so that's super exciting for me. And yeah, I definitely have um, come to terms with the fact that, oh, the way I love you, you know, it's for a specific audience and some people will love it. And it's my, my hope and joy that it brings special moments for people. Mm -hmm. I love that. But I also think what you just said there is also very important is that, you know, it's for a certain audience that tells me that, you know, you're, you're recognizing that there is a target market that once you've written this book or the story for you, once you did this for yourself and then made the decision, yeah, I think I want to share this. It's yes, it's out there for anyone but it's really intended for a certain someone and that someone will find it and it's a good thing to be to have that audience in mind of who that is you know so would you talk a little bit about who your your special someone your special audience is yes absolutely and i agree with you yeah it's finding that someone a lot of times in our market you know in children's books in general it's such a vast market that we're trying to to go into and so i think as a new author new writer that was a very overwhelming piece for me. But, you know, in thinking about my niche of people, you know, who, who I'm really um, trying to get, you know, a, a moment, a precious moment for with this book, it's younger kids for sure. Um, it's mamas and grandmas and grandpas and daddies and aunts and uncles and friends and all these people who have a little person in their life, you know, a little kid in their life that they just love and they want to snuggle up with and talk about all the ways they love um, this this person, this little person, this little human uh, who's growing and, and active and, you know, imaginative and all these things. And so with the illustrations, it's my hope too that the kids see, oh, I love you as precious as a diamond, you know, and then they see this big diamond. Um, so that's a fun uh, way for me to think about who my target audience is with this book and also, I know when I was pregnant with my kids, both of them, I would sit in the nursery and just read to them, just rubbing my belly and just read to them. This book is for those mamas too, to start that joy and love of reading with your baby from, from the very beginning is just such an, a wonderful part of life. And so this book is for them as well. Oh my gosh. I just so love that. This has been such an amazing conversation. So much joy, so much love. I mean, I love this conversation. You were precious. This is amazing. Hillary, where can people connect with you and where can they find your book? Thank you so much. So I'm on Instagram. I like to stay pretty active and I'm on Instagram at baby books underscore mama looks. Um, you can also find me on Etsy, baby books, mama looks, and then you can find my book. Oh, the way I love you. Uh, on Amazon, also on Barnes and Noble, and as an ebook. E awesome. Thank you so, so much, Hillary, for being on the show. This has been such an amazing time with you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Thank you. Thanks for listening today. 
I'm so glad you were here and know there were some valuable nuggets shared to keep going, keep writing, and keep sharing your work. I'm a big believer that if you have a book that's in your heart to write, then there's someone else out there who needs to read it. Your story needs to be shared, so you have to write it and get it out into the world. Until next time, keep swimming upstream while going with the flow and get your book into the world. To learn more about Tough Fish and jump into the pond, visit jennifermilius.com forward slash tough fish.